Welcome listeners to the 2022 Tipperary Sports Review here on Tip FM. I'm Paul Carroll and I'll be taking you through the year of sport that was 2022 here in the Premier County. We'll be speaking with key figures from a number of sports and we'll also have a special compilation of the best Tip FM live commentary moments from the year gone by. So stick around for that at the end of the show. Before we get to our first guest, let's have a quick look back on some of the key moments in Tipperary sport from January to April. January started off on the wrong foot for Tipperary's senior hurlers as they were beaten by Kerry for the first time ever in the Munster Hurling League. Tip GA signed a five-year deal to see Semple Stadium be renamed FBD Semple Stadium and Fiserv became the New Jersey sponsor of Tip GA. In rugby, Tipperary's Ben Healy and Dermot Barron both signed contract extensions with Munster. Elsewhere in January, Templemore's Maria Curley was named Tip Ladies Football Captain and Templeberry's Joe Ryan became Chairman of Munster GAA. February started on a sour note as Tipperary hurling legend Paddy Maher was forced to retire on the advice of doctors following a neck injury. His brother Ronan would be named Colin Bonner's captain for the season ahead, whilst Julianne Burke and Grace O'Brien became joint captains for Tip's camogie side. A busy month saw Mulnahone beaten in the All-Ireland Junior Ladies Football Final, whilst Holy Cross native Brian O'Mara captained UL to Fitzgibbon Cup glory. Outside of Gaelic Games, Clonmel's David Mansfield recorded the fastest marathon by a Tipperary man when he was competing in Seville, whilst amateur MMA national champion and Clonmel native Colin Maher was named Sports Star of the Month. Tipperary women were to the fore in March, with Rachel Blackmore winning the Cheltenham Gold Cup on a plutard, becoming the first female jockey in history to win it. Then Tipperary's Emmy Lee Murphy Crow, Dorothy Wall, and Maeve O'Goleary all represented Ireland in the Women's Six Nations, whilst Newport's Charlene Mosley and her teammates set an Irish national indoor record in the 4x400m women's relay. Ursuline Thurless made a 13 point comeback to draw the All Ireland Junior A Schools Camogie final and defeated Loretto Kilkenny in the replay to be crowned All Ireland champions. And David Powers, Tipperary senior footballer, secured promotion from Division 4 in the National Football League. The senior hurlers ended a disappointing league campaign with a seven-goal win over Antrim, and Rachel Blackmore was named the March Sports Star of the Month. April saw the start of the Munster Senior Hurling Championship, with Tipperary losing to Waterford by four points, with coach Tommy Dunn receiving a three-month suspension. John McGrath would suffer a season-ending Achilles injury in that game, and Colin Bonner's men would also lose to Clare by eight points in the Munster Championship. In rugby, Nina Ormond and Clonmel both won their relegation playoffs, whilst Cashel were beaten by Buccaneers in their promotion semi-final. Peak Villa's good run in the FAI Junior Cup came to an end after their quarter-final loss to the eventual winners Villa FC of Watford, but the tip senior footballers got their Munster campaign off to a winning start, beating Watford in the quarter-final. The April Sports Star of the Month went to Orlo Dwyer, as she became the first Irish female to be named an All-Australian, thanks for her successful year with the AFLW side Brisbane Lions. So with that recap of the first four months of the year, let's review the Tipperary hurling year with Tip GA County Board Chairman Joe Kennedy. Joe, you're welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Paul. Um, I suppose we'll start with, I suppose, um, the biggest success of the year was uh, the minor hurlers in Tipperary just had a, a great year altogether, I suppose, winning the Munster final on, on penalties against um, against Clare going in, getting kind of a last-minute uh, Tom Delaney goal to seal the win in the All-Ireland semi-final against Galway. And then, of course, the... Uh, Paddy Phelan flick up to Paddy McCormick in the All-Ireland final. It was just a, an unbelievable journey that they went on. It, it surely was, yeah. And, and um, like I, I suppose the, great, the greatest uh, pleasure for a lot of people was the, the resilience uh, that they showed all year. That, like they played out to the very final whistle and like the three games I mentioned could have went the other way if they hadn't just the sheer determination to, 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 to look for the win. You know, they played very well, I suppose, in the early parts of the Munster Championship and probably come into the Munster final uh, after beating Clare in the earlier rounds but like finals are finals and, and Clare were well up for that night and I suppose Paddy McCormick got a, a free to draw to take it takes extra time and um, they, then we, we got the we got the, the penalties after and I suppose we held their nerve for the penalties and, and in the All-Ireland semi-final we seemed to cruise into a win and, and got to hit with sucker punches and but had the, the maturity to come back and, and finish out the game and get the, the vital scores and Look, the All Ireland final has been talked about the All Ireland final, but I suppose we, we scored one five to two points in the last seven or eight minutes. That was ultimately the win of the game. 
and that was such a special day as well down in down in Nolan Park with it, it was nearly packed house nearly d- down in Nolan Park and it was a a great occasion for a minor final considering usually you know I, I, like there was people on the pitch after that game for about an hour after usually after a minor final it's get off the field the senior lads are coming on now but they're kind of able to to enjoy it more this year yeah, certainly, and and look, I suppose there would have been reservations among a lot of people about not having it in Crow Park and not having it on on Ireland final day, but having it certainly this year having it on its own, and uh, I know it was great expectation in Offaly as well, and and as well as with the way maybe things were in Tipperary, people had a team to follow, and the fact that there's some close close proximity to both counties, uh, made it very easy for both sets of supporters to travel to Kilkenny and. As we said, there was well in excess of twenty thousand there, and there was really a kind of a, a certainly a final or a carnival atmosphere there, long before the show. And there was, you know, the the, the crowd was in very early, and there was great support from both teams. Um, so it, it made it a very special, and I suppose made it very special for the parents and and club members of of the Tipperary players that they could get out on the field after and meet their players and meet their family uh, and enjoy the success. And if we move up to the uh, the under twenty grade now, they had a relatively good year, got all the way to a, a Munster final, and narrowly beaten by by Limerick in that final. But um, still, still a good year for for those ads and and some fine players coming through as well. Yeah, and look, I, I suppose with both seventeen and twenty, there, you know, you're hoping to develop players that can play senior in the coming years. And look, certainly the twenties improved on on performances maybe from other years and. Like Limerick would always mean the, the very strong team, and then and we, had, we put up a good show. And maybe you know if we took maybe chances, we went for goals maybe at times, and we took a few point chances. We might have been pushed them a bit further in the end, but like we've been very pleased with the display with them all year, and hopefully you know to be able to build on the success of that and go a bit further in the championship in the coming year. And in terms of player development in general, it's kind of been spoken about in the last couple of weeks in Tipperary. Are you kind of happy with how um, the the player development is from, let's say, the underage grades all the way up that the systems are in place that, that Tipperary should be developing fine fine hurdles for years to come? Yeah, well, I suppose last year we went into a partnership with Santa on athletic development. So guys from the age of 13 to, to 16 are, are in the doors, about 200 players roughly between hurling and football in those and look the early parts of those programs are are you know, it's just a matter of your hurler football, you have to follow basically the same program and then obviously you have the pitch session so there will be this coaches with every thirteen, fourteen, fifteen up along with those so and uh, like the games development people have done workshops with those and some of the you know, it might have seen there were um Conor Bryan and Owen Kelly and uh, some of those did, did did workshops with some of those coaches so we're hoping that that had add to their their skill levels or their their knowledge levels to help the teams in the future. So I'd be quite happy on that sense. And, and look, I, I suppose in all these things, there's always room for improvement. And you know, between games development and ourselves and the coaches themselves, we'd be always trying to work on things. Um, look at, at the underage academy tournaments there during the year. Our teams did very well in all those teams in all those tournaments. And like, well, that's. Not, not a future or a guarantee of future success. It means that they're there, thereabouts with the standard in other counties. So, look, it's I suppose what you do maybe after they come out with the academies at as minor and under twenty uh, to build on it, you know. But there is an awful lot of work going on there. But it's just maybe going to take a year or two maybe for someone to come to fruition. Yeah, and I suppose if we we move on to the senior grade now. Obviously, it wasn't a. Uh a successful year in terms of, of the senior grade obviously not getting it to a league final or anything but then going on to the Munster Championship and losing all four games so overall a disappointing year for, for the Tipperary senior side uh, sure. Yes look and I suppose there's a lot being written and said about that and it's very disappointing and we'd hopefully be putting it behind us at this stage and uh, you know the, the the first game of the Munster League is starting the 3rd of January so um, the, the new panel have been doing work there over last month um, preparing for that and, and uh, hopefully get a couple of games in, in, in that in preparation for the, the league ahead and if we could win a couple of games the league ahead we might get to the semi-final and that would give us a good lead into the, to the Munster Club Championship Yeah and I suppose um, obviously Colin Bonner came in start of the year but was dealt kind of a, a, a tough hand at the start but in terms of like someone like Paddy Mara having to retire 
um, which you know losing someone like Paddy Mar is a, a huge blow to the squad, and it was probably it's so unfortunate that that's how his um, Tipperary career uh, had to finish, given given the time he's he served as a a leader for Tipperary. Yeah, and look, I suppose no matter what player leaves, they're always going when they have that amount of experience, they're going to leave a big hole in the panel. And Paddy certainly was a big loss. It had been you know in years to come, and people who look back, Paddy remembered maybe as. Uh, as one of the two Tipperary greats uh, and he had a great career from the time he came on the Tipperary senior team in t- 2009 and you know only Owen Kelly and Nicky English have six all-stars along with himself from Tipperary um, which you know shows standard that Paddy played at over, over the whole of his, over his career so like it was a huge huge loss and I suppose the, the suddenness or, or, of, of his retirement um I suppose you know they're expecting maybe to get ready to, to start playing for Tipperary. And next thing he had to check up, and he, he was forced to retire uh, for health grounds. So it was it was a huge blow to everyone, and it looked it's um, very dif- difficult on the player himself. Most lads get to choose their own their own date of retirement, but having a chosen for chosen for you makes it um, makes it a bit harder. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose for for after after the the senior championship finished up. Um, it, w- it was decided, I suppose, by the county committee that they're going to move on from Colin Bonner. How difficult was that, I suppose, at the time, considering you know he a great servant for Tipperary and had come in, and um, it just it, did, it did, for whatever reason didn't work out. But it's a uh, hard hard decisions uh, to to make, I'd imagine, inside in the the county committee. Uh, yeah, look, uh, no one likes having to make those sorts of decisions, but I suppose the county committee had to look at the whole. The whole, the big picture and everything, and take all the factors into consideration, and you know, a very, very difficult, um, very, very difficult decision, and not an easy decision. And you know, and everyone had hoped that they wouldn't have to make those sorts of decisions, but I suppose that's what county commissions have to do, and and, and take take the what they see as the best interest of, of the county at heart. And look, Colin Bonner is an absolute gentleman, a huge servant of of of, of Tipperary in the past, but. I suppose ultimately we had to look at where we were going in the future, and, and that's what it came down to for a finish. And uh, Liam Cahill, I suppose, was the was the person chosen to take on the reins for twenty twenty three. Um, obviously, had plenty of of success with the Tipperary Miners and under twenties and, and under twenty ones in previous years. Um, so he's someone that I, a lot of the the squad would be familiar with, and uh, there, there's big hopes, I suppose, going forward. Yes, there is, and. <clears throat> Look, the Liam has a lot of work done there in the past number of months, and both himself and all these selectors um, were at most of the county championship matches. And keep an eye on the peak, the pan and peak there. And since the 24th of November, they've been at it strong. They're trying to, you know, uh, gel the newer players that are in the panel and, and kind of get a bit of momentum going into the new year. And as I say, Liam had the success in it with minors and under 20s and 21s. Or, and most of those now are kind of 22 to 25 years of age. So, like, they've, they've had matured into fine players and added to maybe the few older lads and maybe a few younger lads going behind them. He's a good base to start with, and he was certainly very familiar with him. And, like, he's had, had a few years in Waterford with the senior team in Waterford, which would give him great experience about managing senior teams and, you know, maybe how to manage the whole logistics around the Munster Championship, the way the games are, you know, I think we're playing we're playing four games in six weeks so the whole management around that and the logistics and you know getting the team up for the matches and getting them rehabbed in for the next match and, and ready to go again because you know the, the, the games are coming at you fairly thick and fast so you don't get all that time to, to study or to start thinking about the next opposition on, on, on the, you know, the first one won yeah, definitely. And you mentioned there, I suppose Liam being at a lot of club championship games. Um, the club championship, I suppose, was was an extremely entertaining one. I suppose this year. But before we get to some of the the highlights of it, it's it's hard to um to to not mention, I suppose, uh, that that Friday night in, in early August down in Semple Stadium, of course, losing um Dylan Quirk uh in in that game against Killer One McDonough's in Semple Stadium. Um, how difficult was that? I suppose in terms of being involved with the county county board like that whole time was just so much was going on it was happening so quick it was probably hard to even know what to do I suppose at that time Yes uh, and look uh, I, I suppose the shock first um, you know uh, and obviously more than anyone else we heard that he was taken away by ambulance and you, you'd always be um, you know you'd be always holding a 
golden hope that everything had worked out in the long run and, and like a few hours later then obviously the, the bad news filter through and like there's a huge huge shock and, and, and like number one you have a family uh, who were in mourning a tub who were in mourning and obviously then he's a temporary hurler and a, a tub hurler you know uh, so it's very difficult and everyone and Shuka be trying to support the club and the, the family the best you can and uh, and honour his memory then so like it, there's no big difficult decision to look to look for both the teams he played on over the past number of years to, to form a guard of honour but like an extremely difficult time uh, and I suppose maybe it's only a, kind of a month or two when you look back and you actually realise uh, how difficult the time it was when you're in the middle of it just trying to do your best from day to day yeah, yeah, no, it was in an extremely difficult time. But I suppose, um, would you have kind of any, would you have any run-ins with with Dylan? Would you have interacted with him at all in, in your time involved in the county board? I sure, I'd have met Dylan. You know, when he was playing with the under twenties, and uh, when he was playing with the senior team, and bump into him there at training or at matches or after matches there. You know, and always seemed to be a friendly fellow. And certainly, uh, uh, as many people have alluded to, a guy that always a bit of a, a smile in his face. Um, you know. Uh, around training and around matches and that and um, you know just looking at him last year and the player he was blossoming into uh, he seemed to be one for the future for Tipperary and um, you know it's very difficult to think you know that you lost the player on the field of play or whatever else you know might we might lose him but to lose a player on the field of play is very traumatic for everyone involved but you know uh, for players family everyone it's very traumatic yeah, yeah, and may, may, may Dylan rest in peace. Um, I suppose going forward, then throughout the club championship, it was almost kind of a a fairy tale ending in in terms of the fact that Killer One McDonough's were able to go on and and win it out for the first time, and I think was a thirty six years, and you know they they I suppose had a, a big part to play in that that Dylan Quirk story in terms of Lee Mulkelly involved with them made sure that it was kind of something that they carried with them and and they, they'd never forget that. Yeah, most certainly, yeah. And as we looked at Kiran, they embraced the, the, the challenge after Dylan's passing, and, and I, I suppose maybe you give them a bit of, because a uh, very traumatic incident on them too. Uh, obviously, they were involved in the match that, that, that Dylan passed away, and uh, I, I'd say maybe give them a focus, and they were glad to be, you know, maybe have the relief to go back to play hurling and, and something else to focus on. And, you know, they built that momentum as the, as the year went out, and, you know, as, I suppose once it got back, to the county final to give it their best shot and, and okay they got a draw the first day and not many at half time on the day of the final itself would have would have put money on them but they had to, to turn in a storm in second half to, 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 to become the ultimate winners I suppose what I chose in Tipperary there's there's probably somewhere between five and ten teams there now that are at a standard where if they do get their ducks in a row they have a great chance of winning the county final um, and, and certainly Kiran have proved it this year Yeah that, that could even like that's even multiplied more, I think, when you go down the grades as well. Like the the Premier Intermediate was extremely um, competitive. I suppose there was any number of teams that that could have won that. And I, I same, I suppose, even even with Intermediate, like you know, Laura would have been coming into it as as big favourites. But there was a, an extra time win over Barca Kane, uh, Borland Duala ran him close as well, if I remember. And only I think was it six points in it in, in the in the final against Money Gall. So it's it's a really competitive structure across all three grades. Yeah, and look, I, I suppose many years ago when the county board sat down and looked at this, their, their option was for three sixteens, and, and you know, not everybody had the same vision. But I, I think over the past number of years, certainly since COVID, it's after proven a major success. And you're quite right, he said that most of the games are highly, highly competitive. And you know, if you were to go back and play out the championship again, would you get the same two teams in the final? Or would you get the same two? You know, would you get the same team win that you couldn't guarantee that? Um, you know, say there's some some of the teams that got to the final scraped out. You know, maybe an extra time, or uh, even in the groups themselves, like there was a playoff between Bursa Kane and Nakavilla, I think it was, uh, because the the scoring margins, uh, uh, all the various different methods of decide the group were exhausted. So the only the only um, the only avenue open was to go back and, and, and replay the match again. You know, mm. so and you know there was score difference decided some groups as well so not only in the early rounds it doesn't matter whether you win or lose it often matters by how much you win by or how much you lose by actually if you're losing if you can keep the margin to as small as possible you give yourself a chance maybe later on in the competition so it's great to have the competition that that competitive and like our gates are up across the, the year and I, I think there's two reasons for that number one I, I think 
obviously the competitions are very competitive and you know if your club are playing the game and you think you have a realistic chance of winning or competing uh, you, you there's more of a chance that more of the sports will go see and, and then I think the second thing is the split season you know there's total focus on the club championship when, when, in whatever county you're in for for the six or eight or ten or twelve weeks whatever however long it takes and you know supporters you know you know, if you play this week you know and you belt again in two weeks time in the next round and from the start of the championship you can map out where you're going and uh, supporters like that too I think and and because there's no major big games on television, you know, you don't have the inter-county games on television that that are coming um, that are coming in competition with it. I think people are delighted to go out and, and see their own clubs playing a bit of hurling. Going going forward for 2023, what's the kind of outlook um, for I suppose uh, for hurling in, in Tipperary? Obviously, um, senior grade anyway uh, improvements I suppose um, are hoped for um, uh, on this year. Yeah, sure. Look, I suppose every county is is, is sitting down right now and looking planning for the Munster Championship and uh, and hoping if they got two wins to get them into an All Ireland quarter final, you know. And we'd certainly be hoping we'd, we'd certainly be hopeful of that. And, and like the competition is quite strong in, in Munster, you know. Take Clare came kind of from the back from the back of the pack last year and, and ended up in the uh, uh, Munster final and took Limerick to extra time. Limerick are going to be strong. Carker there thereabouts. Watford won the league last year, so they they're going to be quite competitive. So look, there's four games in in the Munster Championship. They're all going to be on the day, but we'd hope that we'd be well prepared and motivated that we could get a couple of wins in those and get us back and you know get us back to Crow Park at the very least. And maybe with a bit of luck, we might get to a Munster final and win it. But you know, I, I think there's a young panel there, and they're trained very hard and they're very committed to the cause at the minute. And uh, I suppose if they can improve each day to go out, they'll, they'll give themselves a great chance. Yeah, here's hoping for a, a successful 2023. Joe Kendi, thanks a million for that. Uh, thanks, Paul, and uh, happy Christmas to all our, our supporters and patrons uh, throughout Tipperary. And uh, many happy returns and, and a good new year to you all. Thanks, Paul. Tipperary GA County Board Chairman Joe Kendi looking back on the year of hurling in Tipperary. So it's time for our first ad break. We'll be back with part two of the 2022 Tipperary Sports Review after these. Welcome back to part two of the 2022 Tipperary Sports Review here on Tip FM with me, Paul Carroll. In part one, we reviewed January to April and we also spoke to Tipperary GA County Board Chairman Joe Kennedy. Before we speak to our next guest, let's look back on what happened in the Tipperary sports world from May to August. May was the month Tom Delaney put his name in the headlines, scoring 1-12 from play against Watford in the Munster Minor Hurling semi-final. James Woodlock's side will go on to beat Clare on penalties in a dramatic Munster final and we'll be hearing some commentary from that night at the end of the show. Tipperary's under-20 hurlers were beaten by Limerick in the Munster final, whilst our senior hurlers ended their Munster campaign with losses to Limerick and Cork. In rugby, there was heartbreak for Munster, who lost a penalty shootout to Toulouse in the Champions Cup quarter-final, whilst Tip's Amy Lee Murphy-Crow ended the World Rugby 7 Series as top try scorer on the season. The Tip senior footballers lost to Limerick in the Munster semi-final and went down to Carlo in the Talton Cup. And there's a Munster Junior Cup final defeat for St. Michael's, but Tip Town's Amy Lee Murphy-Crow was named May Sports Star of the Month. In June, the Tip Minor Hurlers continued their drama-filled season with an All-Ireland semi-final win against Galway with the late Senan Butler goal sealing a four-point win. Peter Creedon's Tipperary ladies footballers were beaten by Mayo and Dublin but defeated Cavan to retain their senior status, whilst former Tip ladies footballer Orlo Dwyer signed a new two-year deal with the Brisbane Lions. In soccer, St. Michael's beat Wilderness Rovers 3-0 in the Tipperary Cup final and Aidan O'Brien was named Sports Star of the Month as he was named leading trainer at Royal Ascot and recorded his 900th career-graded win. July will be remembered for Paddy McCormack's late, late goal to win the All-Ireland Minor Hurling Final against Offaly. Also in the month, the Tipperary senior Camogie team defeated Cork but were eliminated from the All-Ireland Championship on score difference, leading to manager Bill Milani stepping down. The Tipperary senior hurlers also saw managerial change in July with Colin Bonner and Tipperary parting ways, with former minor and under-20 boss Liam Cahill taking on the role. The Tipperary County Championship started in July with Owen Kelly scoring a much-debated penalty against Toomey Barra. The Tipperary Minor Hurling team were awarded the July Sports Star of the Month award. August marked one of the darkest days for Tipperary GAA as County Hurling star Dylan Quirk passed away during a senior hurling game for his club Clonauty Ross Moore against Killer One McDonough's. The shock and sadness felt from that Friday evening is still felt around the country to this day and may Dylan rest in peace. 
Elsewhere in August, Tipperary show jumper Dennis Lynch secured Olympic qualification and former county footballer Colin O'Reardon announced his retirement from Australian rules after seven years with the Sydney Swans. Cyclist Sam Bennett was named August Sports Star of the Month thanks to two stage wins on the Vuelta España. However, a COVID infection ended his Grand Tour early. So with our recap now up as far as August, let's take a look back on the year of football in Tipperary with County Football Board Chairman Conor O'Dwyer. Conor, you're welcome to the show. Good evening, Paul. Good afternoon. Yeah, we're uh, just, I suppose, looking back on uh, the year of football in Tipperary in, in uh, 2022, I suppose, starting with the inter-county scene, I suppose, going into the year, promotion from Division 4 was was the main goal, I suppose. And after a bit of a shaky start to the league, drawn with Waterford and, and, and that it, it, it didn't look like that was going to happen, but the, the lads went on a, on a great run and managed to secure promotion in the end. Yeah, no, it finished really well. As you said, we started poorly enough, you know. I think I'd been maybe one point after two games, if memory serves me right. But, yeah, we went on a really good run, you know, and that's really important, Paul, to get up out of Division 4. You know, it puts us in a, a really good place approaching the National League this year with, you know, seven really good competitive games. So, yeah, I know the league, I think, certainly was a... Um, was a high point last year. I think I say after a poor start, we pushed on and played played some really really good football. You know, and and went into a lot of games. Maybe we weren't favourites for near the end, but yeah, we pulled through. So that was really was a very good start. And I suppose going forward, then um, this season after the league, uh, David Power was even speaking here on Tip FM um, last week, and he was saying that they maybe kind of went all out for the league and by, by the time championship rolled around they kind of as he said kind of flatlined then they they lost I think to Limerick in the Munster and then um, to Carlo in the first round of the Talton, Talton Cup so um, probably a, a poor championship um, shown considering the, the great league form Yeah certainly championship is disappointing you know and particularly I think Galling was the defeat to, to Carlo you know albeit in a secondary competition but I, I think that day we really didn't do ourselves justice in any shape or form, you know, and that was disappointing. I think on the plus side, we're facing into a year this year where, you know, obviously if a tough draw in the championship against Kerry, um, get over that, you're in the Munster final, you're in the Sam Maguire. If you don't get over that, um, well, then you're in the Talchin Cup. But unlike last year, um, in 2023, that is going to be a round-robin competition where you're guaranteed at least three games. I think that we give all counties involved, I think, more more to aim towards I think it'll be a much major competition where you're guaranteed three games and it gets players a chance I think to buy into it you know I think the Talchin Cup where there's knockouts where half the teams are gone after one game I think it was always going to be a challenge to, to, to breathe real life into it so I, I think the structure this year is a plus for all concerned um, I suppose if we, we turn our attention to the to the club game, um, the senior championship, I suppose your own upper church Tromban had a great year and really kind of a, a emerged and, and got all the way to a, to a county senior football final. Yeah, certainly from our own club's perspective, it was a brilliant year in Burt Hurling and football. You know, we didn't win trophies at senior. Well, we won the Cahill Cup at the start of the year, but we did also win a junior A championship. But yeah, the club football championship, again, you know, like previous years, it's some really good games at the knockout stage, particularly, I think, both semi-finals. Um, the difficulty in adult club championship we have is in some of the round-robin stages, you know, they can be uncompetitive at times. But yeah, the club championship has been a mixed bag, you know, I think... Okay, this county final of Fairness commercials, I think, are a little bit strong for us in the end. But I think over the last couple of years, we've had brilliant games in county final stage. But what happens maybe at Ron Robin isn't always as competitive as, as you might like it to be. Yeah, and I suppose David Power had mentioned that as well, that the the change that you mentioned there, I suppose, is the fact that it's going to go to a 12-team competition. It's currently at 16, so I think as of by 2024, it'll be down to 12 um, he was saying that he would even be in favour of even going down to eight further down the line, but I suppose that's an issue for another few years. But he was saying it definitely is a step in the right direction, maybe to re- reduce the senior football championship down to down to twelve teams for now. Yeah, well, the, the plan is that it's it's sixteen again for twenty twenty three, and for twenty twenty four, then it goes to fourteen, and then for twenty twenty five, we're down to twelve. Of course, for that to happen, then to allow the winners of intermediate to come up, it means you need to relegate three teams both at the end of 23 and 24 so that's you know that's a fairly sharp short cut you know um you know and understandably not every club is in favor but um you know no club i suppose wants to go down the level but i think we need to our view at least we need to face reality that's not as competitive as it as it can be and i think the ideal scenario 
is would eventually go to 12, 12, 12, you know, in, in the current plan, it's to go to 12, 12, and eight, eight being premier junior. So you're creating a third tier and where the winners of all those comedy competitions which are played at county level will go into a, a Munster Championship, you know. So we don't have a premier intermediate competition, for example. We will just have senior intermediate and premier junior. Um, as I say, in, in time, I think the ideal scenario would be 12, 12 and 12. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a couple of years to get there. But it does mean it's going to be fairly tight at the end of this year where three teams um, will be relegated from the top tier. Um, and we certainly believe it will help. You know, is it a panacea for all the ills? Um, I'm not sure if it is. Um, I think there's other issues I think we need to face myself in terms of the timing of competitions, but that's for a different day. But I think it will help. Certainly it will make for a fairly cutthroat championship this year and a lot of exciting games, hopefully. And I suppose if we look then at uh, the intermediate and junior uh, championships this year, obviously Ballina have continued their, their surge up through the ranks and Thurlis Sarsfields as well winning the junior A championships. And I suppose if you've gone on to junior B, Killer One winning that as well. So football maybe spreading northwards maybe just a little bit which would be a huge positive for Tip? Yeah, it would be huge positive if it did, Paul. I'd be lying to you if I said I thought that, you know, um, we're seeing huge signs in that. Certainly in Killer One winning and, and you know, interestingly in a year where they also want to see a hurling. I think they talked to any of they'd say, you know, they got great enjoyment from the football as well. You know, albeit Hurland obviously was a bigger achievement for them, but they certainly gave it everything they have. Of course, most clubs will play football and give it everything when they've gone out of hurling. So that's why I mentioned earlier on the timings, maybe something we need to look at. But yeah, and your junior, you had junior A champions coming from Thurles Town, you know, town certainly not steep in football folklore, but a lot of good footballers, and they put in a big effort. You know, I was at the game they played against Kilmory outside Mind Timothy, and certainly didn't lack for effort. What they lacked for maybe was having played as football much football in recent years that Kilmory might have had but they certainly put in a big showing that day and Balna likewise you know they've gone straight from winning junior A to winning intermediate and I don't think they'll fear anyone in senior ranks you know they've put a lot of work into football so it just shows what can be done you know um, if players are given a chance and there's very few players up and down the county um, that wouldn't play football and wouldn't enjoy playing football you know if the structures are there to encourage clubs to field more teams and is that the way you'd see kind of football growing in Tipperary would be to have it after the hurling? Well, potentially, potentially. But I, I think for football to, to prosper in Tipperary, you need it strong in all in all divisions. You certainly need to continue keeping the South, the South Division strong because really that is the bedrock of football in the county. There's no getting away from that. So we need all clubs. But I do think myself, you do need more clubs playing adult football. We have an issue, I think, in recent years where the numbers of clubs fielding at that level has reduced and it's very hard to inspire the next generation of of young footballers if you know football really isn't given time within their own club or a lot of cases they don't have an adult football team but I think you need it strong in all areas and certainly it's it's healthy uh, in places but I think in other places um, there's work to be done and I think timing of competitions is is a part of that, of course. The, the difficulty is in a in a split season into county and club. Your club window is fairly narrow now, and it's, there isn't that much room for manoeuvre in Tipperary or indeed any other county. Yeah, and I suppose if we move on now, just before uh, we finish up, I suppose the underage this year, the minors um, won the Darrell Darcy Cup and uh, overall had a, a pretty successful year, you'd have to say. Yeah, brilliant year. Really good group, very well-managed group, a really happy and, and united camp from what I saw. You know, they you said they won their three round robin games and they won the, the final of the Dar Darcy Cup fairly convincingly. And but for a very poor start against Cork played some really good football. So I think that certainly was one of the highlights of the year. Under twenty maybe didn't fare as well. The difficulty with under twenty though is that it's a one game and you're gone, you know, where at least there's a structure at minor level that allows players to to settle in, if you like. Uh, ideally, I think we'd like to see something similar under 20, but that's not going to happen, um, certainly not this year at least. But a lot of, you know, a lot of good work happening, though, I think, at under 20 level for next year. You know, hopefully there's maybe some of last year's minor players will come through and, and contribute to that particular squad. But there's a lot of good people, Paul, involved at all levels in Tipperary football, right from under 13, under 14 divisional squads to all the way up to senior. You know, it's just to get more people involved and to develop more coaching expertise within the county, I think, is key. But, you know, as I say, there's a huge amount of really good people involved who really want to see football to develop. And when you have that, I think you always have a chance. And I suppose uh, 
just before we, we look ahead to 2023, I suppose Clamell Commercials um, had a great performance, uh, obviously in the county final and then against against Nemo, but unfortunately uh, fell short to Newcastle West, But um, which was very disappointing because you would have kind of nearly fancied them to maybe go on a run if, if they got over the line in Thurles that day. Yeah, certainly a brilliant performance, you know, against Nemo, outstanding, you know, they were by far and away the better team, but they have a lot of talent. Um, again, they're very good people involved and it was a pity because, you know, it got over Newcastle, you're saying, you know, Kerry champions didn't look that strong. They beat Newcastle by a point and suddenly the whole thing opens up. So I know they're very disappointed, um, understandably, um, with the Newcastle West performance. But again, you know, uh, Limerick football has gone through a couple of good years. So I, I doubt it. whoever wins Limerick is, is ever going to be weak. But yeah, listen, really talented group, Clamell Commercials. Um yeah, um, no, no, commercials, fine side, fine side, and just the pay they couldn't go one or two steps further. Yeah, and I suppose finally now for for twenty twenty three, um, what are you kind of hoping for in twenty twenty three in tip football in general? I would like to build on last year's minor success. I think we'd like to continue to get you know more good people involved in development squad levels. I think improve the number of you know experienced coaches across the county. Um, hopefully, we can get the news club structure to bed in over the next couple of years um, maybe a slightly better year under 20 and the key piece I think is to be really competitive in Division 3 and hopefully even get out of Division 3 into Division 2 I think that would be a real you know real plus and whether or not it's Sam Maguire or Rainer Tonchin Cup that we give it a right rattle Great stuff Connor. Uh, thanks a million for joining me and uh, Merry Christmas to you and all the best in the new year Thank you Thank you very much Paul We're going to take a quick ad break now and we'll be back with the best commentary moments of the year and more in part three. Welcome back to the third and final part of the 2022 Tipperary Sports Review with me, Paul Carroll, here on Tip FM. Before we look back on the best commentary moments of the year and talk to our final guest, let's recap on what happened from September to December in the world of sport in Tipperary. In September, Amy Lee Murphy Crow helped Ireland to the Sevens World Cup quarterfinals, where they were beaten by New Zealand. In Camogie, Dennis Kelly was named as the new Tipperary Senior Camogie Manager, whilst David Sullivan took charge of the Premier Junior Camogie side. Clonalty Rossmore had an emotional victory over Thurles Sarsfields in the County Senior Hurling Championship, and Killinall Greyhound trainer Jennifer O'Donnell was named September Sports Star of the Month as Bourne Warrior won the Irish Greyhound Derby. In October, Myrta Brennan was appointed the new Tipperary GA CEO, while Sfeathered captured a first-ever Senior Ladies Football County Championship. Elsewhere in football, Clamell Commercials won their 20th Senior Football Crown, whilst Ballina earned senior status with victory in the Intermediate Final, and Thurles Sarsfields won the Junior A County Football Final. Later in the month, Killer One McDonough's won their first County Senior Hurling Crown since 1985, beating Killadangan in a replay. Whilst Ross Gray became the inaugural Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions and Lura captured the Intermediate Crown. Mall Rovers native Niall Fitzgerald was named the Under-20 Football Manager and Drummond Inch completed the Senior Camogie four in a row by beating Clonalty Ross Moore. Bursley were crowned Intermediate Camogie Champions and Clonmel's Courtney Maguire captured the Women's National title at the Dublin City Marathon, which led to her winning the October Sports Star of the Month award. November saw Tibbs Ben Healy and Dermot Barron feature for Munster in a famous win over South Africa, whilst Banch's Jake Flannery made his first Ulster appearance. Clamell Commercials put in a performance to remember by beating Nemo Rangers in Porky Cueve, but lost the Munster Club semi-final to Newcastle West after extra time. Bally Gunner proved too much for Killer One McDonough's and Orlo Dwyer's Brisbane Lions suffered defeat in the AFLW Grand Final. Elsewhere, Noel McGrath was named Tipperary Senior Hurling Captain and Drummond Inch won the Munster Senior Camogie Final. A Lorraine O'Shea goal in the second half of extra time against Derry Gonley helped book Mullinahone a place in the All-Ireland Final in Croke Park, leading to the team being named November Sports Stars of the Month. The year rounded off in December with Clanmel's Sean Tobin running the fastest ever marathon on the continent of Antarctica. There was heartbreak for Mullinahone ladies footballers in Croke Park in the All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football Final and Drummond Inter beaten in the Senior Camogie All-Ireland Semi-Final in Baltic conditions. Nicky English was inducted into the Munster GA Hall of Fame in December and Ross Gray were beaten by Munnaline in the Intermediate Munster Hurling Final. Now that we've recapped on the year, before we hear the best commentary moments of 2022, let's take a few minutes to review the year of Camogie and Tipperary with Tipperary Camogie PRO Geraldine Canan. Geraldine, thanks for joining us here today. No problem, Paul. 
Um, I suppose, Jordan, if we if we start with the the senior ranks, um, I suppose a bit of a mixed year in terms of it was the end of of a, a streak of I think was a three or four years in a row of reaching All Ireland semi-finals. Um, it just kind of didn't happen for the senior side this year, I suppose. Yeah, it didn't happen, is right. Um, I suppose they started off well in the league and then lost out to Galway in the last game of the league and. That kind of set them backwards a bit, I think, in the Munster Championship, and they were trying to pick it up again for the for the first round of of, of the All Ireland series. And you know they had injuries and different things, and they never really kickstarted. Their, I suppose it was kind of too late by the time to kickstarted their their All Ireland Championship. You know they had draw, drawn against Clare, drawn against Dublin, and you know they got a win over Wexford and, and a win over Cork in the end, but it wasn't enough um, to qualify. So you know they look back on, on last year or on. 2022 and say I suppose it was a disappointing year you know they would have set themselves a standard of at least making the knockout stages and to not make the knockout stages you know was a disappointing year for for Tipperary Camogie but there still was lots of positives and I suppose that win over Cork was a huge positive at the end but um, you know losing to Warford drawn against Clare in Dublin just you know they didn't pick up enough points during the year obviously to get out of the group yeah, which was which was disappointing, I suppose, as it saw the the kind of end of, of Bill Milani's uh, tenure in charge. Um, after I think was he there four or five years, but a great job, I suppose, all round done by Bill, and and it's good to hear that he he's he stayed within uh, the Tipperary Camogie uh, set up as well. Yeah, look, and you know, anyone you talk to have all good things to say about Bill, and I I think he raised the bar for Tipperary Camogie. Like you said, um, we hadn't reached I think a semi final maybe. Oh, it was over 10 years when they when they got to it and then it was sort of became a habit that we were reaching the semi-finals every year and we were trying to get to an All-Iron final. So look, a bit of a setback this year, not making the semi-finals, but all in all, you know, Bill's tenure has been very good with Tiberi Camogie. He's been a great servant to Tiberi Camogie and, you know, started off with the minors, intermediates and seniors and, and it's amazing to think he's back in helping out again, managing the under-16s again. So he didn't go too far away and, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. He, you know, if he feels he's something to offer, you know, he'll put his put his hand up and you know I know the county board are delighted to have him back involved again for 2023 and you know they've already started off with trials and trial games and you know that's going to be a very well prepared under 16 team this year no doubt and I suppose if we if we look now going forward I suppose Dennis Kelly has been uh, made the new Tipperary uh, senior camogie manager um, what do you think he will kind of bring to the setup? Yeah, look, Dennis has huge experience, I suppose. He's been involved in so many different teams, so many different uh, capacities as coach and manager. And um, obviously he's been involved with Tip Camogie as well for the last couple of years with Bill. So I think it's good to have, you know, some fresh faces and fresh voices in the setup. But it's also good to have Dennis still there from last year and the year before. He knows the girls obviously inside out, but, you know, he's been at every match all summer and, and I'm sure he, he's... He's looked at different players as well and he's called in different players. He, like He's so organised, he's very shrewd, huge organisational skills there and, and he'll leave no stone, stone unturned. He's brought in a good team of people around him and um, I just think they're going to be prepared to the last this year at Tipperary and you know, I think Dennis is going to put everything put everything into Tipperary Camogie this year and, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how far they go but um, you know I think it's, it is a good appointment because I think the players are there to progress this year and I think it's good to have Dennis there that you know to I suppose leading that ship Looking at the underage then uh, this year pretty successful year underage uh, for Tipperary Camogie in general the minor Miners got to the All-Ireland semi-final, were beaten by a point. Um, and then the school's kind of underage camogie had a great year. Ursuline uh, in Thurless won the All-Ireland Junior A title. That was a, a crazy game that went to a replay the first time. I think it was 6, it was like 6-10 to 7-7 or something like that. Then it went to a replay in the, the Bet Loretto Kilkenny. Um, Cashel Community School, they reached the All-Ireland uh, Senior A camogie final. And a presentation, I believe, were in a final as well. So there's, there's a good crop of young, young uh, players coming through in Tipperary. Yeah, look, definitely 2022 was a great year for uh, schools, Camogie, and already it's shaping up good again for, for 2023 with um, a lot of teams progressing there. I think the Arsenal won the quarter final there yesterday. And, um, you know, the schools, Camogie, certainly, you know, Tipperary are doing very well in schools, Camogie. Like you said as well, reached the minor all Ireland semi-final last year. Uh, lucky to lose to Cork. And then the under-16s. Um, reached the All Ireland final as well, beating in the Munster final, beating in the All Ireland final. So look, there was huge positive. You could say maybe it wasn't Tipperary Camogie's best year. We didn't win that much silver, but we came very close with the under 16s and with the minors. And then the schools obviously won All Irelands and Munster titles. So there's there's lots of positives there, and and, and to look forward to. Um, I'm sure Dennis and and David, you know, they're aware of there's lots of young talent in the county, and they'll be looking to to um 
develop some of those players as will uh, John Ryan there the minor manager and Bill at the under 16 so there's a lot of positives with Tipperary Camogie a lot of things happen behind the scenes too with facilities and different things that are going to be announced in the next few weeks so you know I think Tipperary Camogie is in a good place for 2023 and I know it's I suppose it's the pitch everyone is judged by on silverware but look that's what we will be hoping is, is to bring home some silverware in 2023 and, and you know make it a really good year and finally, Jordan, just the club championship scene, I suppose Drum are, are still the, the kingpins with uh, four in a row and going very close in the All-Ireland um, Camogie semi-final, which, which was disappointing. It would have been great to see them up in up in Croke Park. And I suppose then in in, uh, in the uh, intermediate grade, Bursley came through this year. They're going to be a senior team next year at the expense of, of Shannon Rovers, who have uh, suffered some tough defeats in the, in the last couple of years in, in intermediate finals. But uh, Drum Drum's still on top over, overall. Yeah, look, the the FBD uh, Insurance Club Championship was a fantastic championship once again and so ma- so competitive at all grades. And look, Drum, I suppose, just stood out a bit uh, against competitors at senior level and, you know, a brilliant county final against Lone Rossmore, but that they got through and, you know, they won they won the league, the, the championship and the Munster final this year. So a great year for them. But I suppose, again, they'll be a bit disappointed that they couldn't get over Lock and, and I suppose reach the Holy Grail of an All-Ireland Club final. But still a fantastic year for Drum and Inch and I suppose they're still the team to beat next year at senior level and certainly Bursley joining up with the seniors now will be uh, another huge addition at senior level you know a lot of very good teams there um, and they were deserving intermediate championships this year another great championship um, Money Gall won the junior A we had McCarkey win the junior B and Clonty win the junior B too so all very worthy winners in a, in a really good competition and I think everyone will be looking forward to the club championship again next year even though it's still only December it's, it's certainly that something everyone will be looking forward to again next year after a great championship again this year and yeah here's to more great championship games in 2023 Geraldine Clan Tipperary Camogie Piro um, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you same to you Paul Geraldine Canan, Tipperary Camogie PRO speaking to us there on the year of Camogie and Tip in 2022. We'll leave you with the best commentary moments of the year to end the show. I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to all our sports coverage here on Tip FM throughout 2022. And for myself, Paul Carroll and all the sports department here in Tip FM, I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and let's hope you have plenty of more moments like these in 2023. Bye for now. Kennedy bursting through the middle. Great play. Timber through here. Russell. Russell! Goal! For Mark Russell! A goal for Tip. One five to one point. Well done, Mark Russell on West Tipperary. It's brilliantly robbed now by Chris Fogarty. Chris Fogarty has lots of pace and he's inside the 14. Might have shot a goal. goal. And it's a goal for Chris Fogarty. His third goal, the hat-trick hero for Lura here today is Chris Fogarty. That is the full-time whistle. Lura have beaten Moneygall 4-15 to 3-12 to win the 2022 County Intermediate Hurling Final. Connor Dooley has it in his hand. Connor Dooley's on the 21. He might shoot for goal. He does. Oh what God. a rocket of a goal. Connor Dooley outside the 21 by the time he struck it. Bang into the top right hand corner. And now it's gone long. It's a one on one situation. And here comes Darren Maher. Darren Maher bearing down on goal. He's going to have a shot at the goals. Oh. What a save. What a save Great from Daryl Ryan. And there's the full time whistle. Ross Gray are the inaugural Tipperary Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions. 45, it could be a goal chance here. He gets a hand pass off to Stephen O'Brien. Stephen O'Brien's one on one, gives the hand pass back to Carl O'Donnell, and there's the goal. What a win for Ballina. They are county intermediate football champions. Sends it into Joanne Ryan, waiting, catches, strikes it in all the way. A little flick. Oh, it's inside. It's a goal. It's a goal. Goal. Goal for Grumman Unbelievable stuff going to be a penalty so on kelly here he comes two points down time just up on kelly strikes is it in it, yeah i don't know if it's gone in or not but it's gone it could be gone through the net it's a goal a goal from all in it's a goal they've yeah. given the goal clamell has built up a bit of speed and could get another hand pass up and here's a goal chances are for clamell commercials and it's what a goal that is it was a looped kind of strike and it's gone into the back of the net and it's Porrick Lorm who scores the first goal of the game and there is the full time whistle Clonmel commercials are the 20 time Tipperary senior football champions this is it this is big one no Willie Cleary on the 40
five central enough position his team are down a point in the county final he's looking in towards the town end he lifts it he strikes it the umpires like it it's over the bar from Willie Cleary and it's a level game Willie Cleary Willie Cleary gives a lovely ball out to Keane Darcy Keane Darcy might break his man will he go for goal Keane Darcy it's a goal for Killer One McDonough's a goal for Keane Darcy and that is the goal to win Killer One McDonough's the 2022 Dan Breen Championship it's Keane Darcy's got 2-2 today and what a goal that was and there is the full-time whistle Killer One McDonough's are the 2022 Tipperary Senior Hurling Championship there's a pitch invasion here in Semple Stadium as the men from Killer One have won the Dan Breen for the first time since 1985 Paddy McCormick with a free to level the Munster Minor Hurling Final in extra time in what might well be the last puck of the game tip trail by one this has to go over the bar. It's on its way. It's looking yeah, good. He has it. He has it. He has it. I thought he'd never win. That blue and white flag. But he's raised the white flag. It's gone over the bar. And it's on its oh. way. And the referee's blown for full time again. Ronan, what happens now? I, <laughs> answers on a postcard, please, to tip FM. Your seats, folks, because we've got a hell of a lot of excitement on the way. Because we've a penalty shootout in the Munster Minor Hurling Final. Ushin Whelan for Clare will commence the penalty shootout here. And saved! Brilliantly saved. Down low to his right. Old Horgan, mighty save. The Tipperary goalkeeper is going to take Tipperary's first penalties up against Mark Sheedy of. Claire, so Owen Horgan, Nakavilla, Dunsky, Kickhams, our goalkeeper is taking our first penalty. Scores! Score. Scores! A goal, low and hard, close to the keeper's body. The Clare lads don't like it. Hegarty from Clare. He lifts. He's put it wide! He's put it wide! And now Paddy McCormack <laughs> lifts. Scores! Scores! 2 0. So Keen Nealon lifts. Save! Save! It's Adam Daly. Here, Here we, we go. go. Go on, Adam. Shoots. Yeah. Oh, yes! Tip by the Monster Champions in dramatic fashion. <laughs> oh, if you can only see these scenes, it's absolutely wonderful. So who's taking this, Ken? Um, 22. He's going to finish it. This ball is Strange just going to land around the square. Yeah! 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 Of the D, they flicked it up into the air, lobbed it in. It's been flicked into the back of the net, and all of a sudden, Tipperary are winning this game. The puck out has gone long. It's been won in the air by Tipperary. It's 117 Tipperary, 116 Offaly, 64 and a half minutes gone. But Offaly have this ball, but out come Tipperary. Tipperary have come down with this ball. It's over! It's over. Yeah! Tipperary are Ireland champions. Tipperary are Ireland champions. Tipperary, 14 men of Tipperary, they were losing for the whole game. Tipperary were losing for the whole game and in the 65th minute with 14 men on the field they have scored a goal. Tipperary are the 2022 All-Ireland Champions.